When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today and use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. All right, we have a lot to go over on this one. Not the most fun day to be a Ram fan. CSU men's basketball falls 88-83 at home to Northern Colorado. Uncharacteristic showing for the Rams at home, especially since Nico Medved has been on the job. But CSU just kind of looked out of sorts from the get-go. We'll talk about that. I'll give a few thoughts on championship weekend, obviously championship weekend in college football. Then I'll wrap up with a couple of thoughts on Prime. Deion Sanders accepting the head coaching gig at the University of Colorado. I'll talk about it from a CSU guy's perspective and why I do think it's a good hire in terms of just bringing some life to what has been a dormant program. I'm not sure that long-term CSU fans have a ton to worry about there, so I'll, I'll get into kind of the nuances of that. Real quick, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I'm a big fan of the same game parlay. I love live betting. Had a ton of fun of that with college football on Championship Saturday. Big weekend for me. Right now, though, DK has an awesome promotion for new customers. You can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. Go to the app, place the same game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win. Add a couple of player props in there, point totals maybe. Boom. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. If you really like a particular player in a matchup, I like that you can kind of take advantage of that and mine some of the value there without having to be dependent you know, on the outcome of the game itself. If you're a suffering Broncos fan like me, maybe you just try and benefit monetarily and you know, fade Russ. Just bet on him. Take all the unders. Shoot, had you done that every game all season, you'd probably be living on an island right about now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Cool, 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 cool. I guess we'll start here by just taking our medicine first, diving right into this basketball game. 
already said, you know, kind of an uncharacteristic showing by the Rams in the Nico Medved era. Some of the three-point shooting by UNC the last couple of years has been a bit fluky. I mean, they didn't do what they did last season, which was hit, I think it was like 18 of 37 threes or something like that. It was, it was insane. This one just kind of came down to the fact that the Bears outworked the Rams consistently. You know, for the vast majority of this game, they wanted it more. They, they own the paint. They own the glass. They created a lot of high percentage looks for themselves around the hoop. I mean, they were pretty much, you know, playing bully ball. Their guards just kind of backing their way, you know, down into the paint, creating a ton of high volume looks using a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And CSU just couldn't seem to keep them out of there. Uh, The help defense was definitely not good at all. And I mean, it's not like it was a one individual problem or something like that. Just top to bottom seemed like everybody was a step slow defensively, you know, a bit lethargic, uh, definitely a, a tough game defending the paint for James Moores and Patrick Cartier. Those guys have got to be more effective. Cartier was obviously great on the offensive end and, and provided a spark, but a big part of, of why UNC, you know, shot 57% from the floor is they just, they kept getting in the paint, give up 36 points in the paint. And the Rams actually had 36 points in the paint themselves. So they were kind of able to establish themselves, you know, down low. But I mean, when you look at the disparity in rebounds, UNC out-rebounded CSU by 15, 35 to 20. They had seven offensive rebounds, which resulted in 15 second chance points. I mean, a lot of the times that's just effort, not boxing out, you know, not working hard enough to, Secure the possession, which is huge, and those add up over time. Greeley ended up leading for 32 minutes and 55 seconds in this one. The Rams led for just 2 minutes, 56 seconds, uh, 4 minutes and 9 seconds in which they were tied. To CSU's credit, they did battle back after trailing by as much as 15 in the second half. I mean, it, it really was was looking bleak there. They brought in Joe Palmer off the bench. I felt like he kind of provided a spark defensively. CSU finally kind of started to to make things hard on UNC. And with three minutes and 58 seconds left, the Rams actually took their first lead at 74-73 since way early in the first half, since they were leading 9-7. It was a 9-0 run by the Rams to get to that point. But they just, they couldn't stop Dalen Koontz at the end. They couldn't keep him away from the hoop. He finished with a game-high 27 points. He went 7-7 at the free throw line. A lot of those were late. A really big UNC shot well at the line as a team. Hit 15-17 free throw attempts. You know, it's really not that hard to explain. They just, they out-hustled CSU. They did the little things that the Rams typically do, which is, you know, play hard defense, attack the glass, and just kind of, you know, suffocate you as the game goes on, kind of like a boa constrictor. You know, the Rams are... They've always kind of been a second-half team under Medved, and they, they definitely played better in the second half than they did in the first half, but it was essentially just too little, too late. You can't turn it on at that stage of the game and expect to offset it, particularly when you're facing an experienced Greeley team. I mean, that's a team with a lot of seniors, a couple of fifth-year you know, graduate seniors even. So they're confident, they're experienced, they've been in these moments before. And, and the Bears as a whole have always just kind of been a streaky program. We saw it last year with their red-hot shooting performance. They've been up and down this year. But certainly a surprising loss for CSU, one that is is going to hurt the, the resume 
but hopefully it serves as a learning moment for this team. You know, hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it's not a situation, I guess, where you spiral or have this compound and compound into a, a rough stretch. You've got a massively important game coming up on the road against CU. I'm sure they're going to introduce Deion Sanders at halftime. So the Rams ultimately just kind of got to put this one in the rear view and focus as best as they can on, you know, <laughs> trying to play spoilers and try and ruin the night for the buffs who have been a highly erratic team. I mean, we've seen them, you know, kick a really talented Tennessee's ass. We've also seen them lose to a, a couple of really bad teams. We'll see what we get from the buffs in this one. I will say it does feel like the last, I don't know, 10 years or so when it comes to these CU CSU basketball games, the Rams have been better when the games have been in Boulder than when they've been in Fort Collins. At least that's been my experience. I should have pulled up the numbers, but just having been to every one of these since 2013, it, it does feel like the Rams have consistently better when the game has been in Boulder and they've really kind of embraced, you know, being those villains going into there and, and beating the bus, the CSU football team has actually won the last two times that they played in Boulder. Hopefully it's three in a row this fall. Buffs would certainly have that karma coming after ducking the Rams last year with Roddy and uh, somehow, well, I mean, it was the pandemic. It's it's not exactly like they weaseled out of the, the football game at Canvas Stadium, but it just irks me. You know, they hadn't come since 96. It sucks that we just lose that game and now have to go to Boulder. But I'm getting sidetracked here. Uh, just some final numbers. Cartier led the Rams in scoring off the bench. 23 points, 10 of 15 from the floor. Actually hit three threes in this one. If he can, you know, consistently <laughs> hit three of four from deep while also, you know, continuing to produce in the paint like he has these last couple of weeks, look out. Does need to bring in a little bit more on the defensive end. And if he does, I think he's going to start getting a lot more minutes. But he had 22 in this one. Isaiah Stevens had 20 points, 7 of 13 from the floor, uh, played 27 minutes, so maybe a couple more than uh, Nico Medved would have hoped for. I think 20 to 25 was kind of the hope there. But Stevens was great, 3 of 5 from deep, 3 of 3 at the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Did have a couple of turnovers, but that is going to happen. He is only human. Maybe showed a little bit more rust than he did uh, in that win over Loyola Marymount as well. And that's, you know, that's to be expected. I was shocked when he looked as good as he did in that win over LMU. He's going to kind of have to get his feet under him. You know, you might see him just like, I don't know, dribble the, the ball off his foot or just something uncharacteristic, but he's got to get back into the groove of things. And as he does, he'll be the killer that we've all been accustomed to. Jalen Lake had 11 points, four of nine overall. Three of six from deep. Good to see him starting to, to find his stroke from three-point land. Man, when he's hot, that jump shot is just gorgeous. Reminds me of MPJ. 14 points for James Moores. Five of eight from the floor. It always makes me happy when I see him aggressive because he's got to be a threat down there to score. It just opens up the entire floor. It's going to make it easier for guards to get in there. It's going to make it so they have to respect him more. They, they can't you know double some of CSU's other guys. Does need to be better on the defensive end than he was in this one, but he certainly has that ability. We've seen it multiple times over the years. He was so good in that win against San Diego State last year at Moby. And honestly, like that's the thing with all these guys. I'm not, I'm not trying to totally rip them. Everybody has off nights. But this was a game where a lot of these guys 
would tell you, you know, they did not play their best. It was a tough one for Tanjay offensively and defensively. He was one of seven from the floor, did finish with six points, uh, but struggled on defense. That was a tough one for Isaiah Rivera. He's been great, you know, all season long, but this was a tough game for him. It happens. Like I said, you just kind of got to, you got to put it behind you and you got to not let one bad night compound into a bad week or two because that's the type of stuff that can kill a season. And we're seeing that with Wyoming right now. Their body language in some of those games is just awful. And and I honestly wonder if that locker room is going to fall apart before Graham E.K. even has an opportunity to step on the floor this season. Just a classic situation of, you know, a coach kind of abandoning what had made him successful in the first place and, you know, leaning into the flashy P5 transfers and, you know, sometimes those guys aren't coachable. It's something to consider. Anyways, plenty of time for the Rams to overcome this one. This isn't, you know, close the book on them or anything like that. Certainly is going to hurt the resume, though. No doubt about that. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about football. Talk about championship weekend and Deion Sanders coming to the state. Whether Ram fans should panic, all that fun stuff. Real quick, I do want to shout out the homies over at Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because, you know, I wanted better gut health, more energy. You know, I wanted an optimized immune system, but I didn't want to take a bunch of nasty, chalky horse pills to do it. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And AG1 has done that for me. Been on it for a couple of years now, and it really has helped with a lot of my digestive stuff. So what is it you're probably wondering? It's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. A great way to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. I take it in the morning. You can put it in water. You can put it in orange juice. It's just really easy. It's kind of a a mild, tropical, uh, tangy-type taste. I don't know. It's very subtle. And what's really cool is it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan free, uh, dairy free, gluten free, you're good. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than, you know, going and getting coffee. They've got over 7,000 five star reviews. So you don't just have to take my word for it. It's recommended by pro athletes, it's trusted by leading health experts. And It's a climate-neutral certified product, which is great. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash rams to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, y'all. I am not going to spend a ton of time on this. I am going to take a little victory lap because I did go five for five on my picks this weekend. Doesn't happen too much. So I, I, I you know, got to acknowledge it when they come. Take the wins when they come, people. <laughs> Starting off Friday night, we had Utah punching USC in the mouth. Look, I I understand why there was a ton of hype surrounding the Trojans. I picked the Utes straight up because I just, I felt like them in Kansas State 
For the type of teams you did not want to have to play twice, they had a strong identity. They can run the hell out of the football. They're tough in the, the trenches defensively. And frankly, while they do create turnovers, that USC defense is softer than Charmin. Man, you could, you could r- drive a truck through some of those holes. They had no interest in tackling whatsoever. Uh, they kill USC's shot at the playoff, in my opinion. Kansas State beating TCU, spoiling the Horned Frogs' perfect season. I do think with the showing TCU had, they, they should be safe. I'm an Alabama guy. That's no secret. I'd love to see the Crimson Tide in the playoff. I think that that would be a robbery to TCU, who had five ranked wins this year. I mean, their resume, if you change the conference to Big Ten or SEC, it wouldn't even be a doubt. They probably wouldn't even drop for losing this game the way that they did in OT. But in my opinion, Max Duggan won himself the Heisman. You know, Caleb Williams had every opportunity to run away with it. Obviously, he got hurt. You know, that that's unfortunate for him. But with the way that USC got stomped by Utah again, you know, that's that's going to cost him the award, I think. And Duggan, you know, I know they didn't win, but he had 95 rushing yards on that 98-yard drive to lead them down the field the way that he did, get them into overtime when it seemed like they were dead in the water. This kid has put them on their back time in and time and time again, just all year. He has been stellar. That's a really fun team. They deserve an opportunity. You know, I, I think they're probably going to be like 20 point underdogs if they're the four seed and have to go up against Georgia. But that's why you play the game. You never know. Fresno State went into Boise, took down the Broncos to win the Mountain West. Admittedly, that made me happy because I wrote a column at the beginning of the season saying, you know, yawn, Boise State picked to win the Mountain West again. I'm sure the Broncos fans would have loved to take a victory lap there. Instead, I get to because I bet on experience as high as I do think the future is for this Boise State team uh, with Taylor Green at quarterback. He is incredibly dynamic, completely changed their season. I mean, they were they were pretty much dead in the water and he came in and, and he sparked that team in a major way. But in these postseason games, you've got to take the experience. Jake Hayner's been here, done that for three years now. This Fresno State team had so many weapons and they just they look so good. Mims was awesome in that game. And I'm happy that Hayner got to go out on top after the way that the season started with the injuries. That just would have been a shame. You know, it would have been a all-time what-if type season because he truly is one of the most uh, exciting, electrifying, however you want to say it, players in the sport. I'm a big Jeff Tedford fan. I think his story is cool. I think that he came back to lead these guys that he recruited in. Is It's a unique story. And he was really nice to me at Mountain West Media Day. Uh, I'm really struggling to speak today. At Mountain West Media Days. Excuse me. A little bit frustrating for me because I had a parlay that I placed in the preseason with Fresno to win the Mountain West, Utah to win the Pac-12, and Ohio State to win the Big Ten. Also had Fresno and Utah parlayed with Bama to win the SEC. Don't know what I was thinking on that one. Georgia was clearly going to be the class of the conference. Also, don't know why I can't seem to learn my lessons on parlays. Straight bets are the way to go, always. I hit like one parlay early in my betting experience, and now I'm just forever hooked in this terrible strategy (laughs) trying to win big. Um, Finally, we've got Georgia rolling big. I genuinely think they have been in cruise control for a month. They are going to uh, come out in this playoff and remind everybody they are the best team in the country. Michigan rolled as well. 
It's a bummer that Blake Corum is going to be out for the season. Their star running back, Donovan Edwards, doing what he did with a broken hand against Ohio State was crazy. He had another big game against Purdue. You know, there's a possibility here, depending on how these playoffs end up panning out. The Rams very well may have played the FCS and FBS national champion. Again, we got to see what happens with Sac State. Got to see what happens with Michigan. That'd be crazy. I wonder if they're... uh, I wonder if they would be the first team to have ever done that. But ultimately, I think that the final rankings will be Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, TCU 4, Alabama 5, USC 6. I did think going into the weekend that there was a possibility for Bama to sneak in there, and I actually placed a bet on Thursday for them to win the title at plus 6,000 by half time of that TCU game. It was all the way down to plus 1,400. But with the way that the Horn Frogs battled back, with Duggan getting his moment, you know, the, the drama of that game, I, I just, I don't think you can keep TCU out. I really don't. All right, going to finish up here with a couple of thoughts on CU hiring Deion Sanders, but I got to talk about Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site. They make it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, maybe courtside, floor seats on a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams basketball tickets, Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, you name it, than you will with Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, let's get into this prime time situation. Deion Sanders becomes the new head coach at CU. I, I certainly didn't expect them to take a swing like this. It, you know, does not go in line with anything that we've seen from them as an institution over the last 15 years. And because of that, I still have, I still am a little bit skeptical of whether he's going to be a good fit there. I wonder if it's going to be a Mel Tucker situation where he basically just tries to get out of there as soon as he possibly can, as soon as he realizes, you know, CU isn't going to commit to football in the way that other schools around the country will. Maybe they'll change. If they do, that's a whole different, you know, ball game. It's obviously a program that has a lot of history. It's been a long time, but they do have that history. They've won a national championship or, I mean, they split it with Georgia Tech technically, but, you know, they have a title. They have a Heisman winner. It's also arguably the biggest rebuild in the P5. It's definitely the worst roster in the Power Five, worse than Vanderbilt. And Sanders can obviously change that with the transfer portal. You know, it's easy, it's easier at least to add an influx of, of talent in the portal era. And, you know, Sanders is going to have juice on the recruiting trail that few, if any other coaches in the country are going to have. As we saw, as a lot of teams saw, as USC's defense saw, it's also really hard to just take a bunch of new guys and expect everything to gel in year one. I see so many comments from radio people and you know supposed college football experts, even though they have not paid attention to uh, college football locally here in, in 20 years, 
you know, talking about how it's just going to be so easy to fix this thing overnight with Dion in the transfer portal era. You know, most of the teams that that do win with portal guys, they still had a foundation of a roster. You know, maybe you brought in a, a quarterback and a wide receiver or something like that to kind of boost your team. It's rarely like the team with 30 new starters. And I know you can't play 30 players, but you know what I mean? That, you know, goes out and is a championship contender year one. CU opens the season at TCU and then home rivalry games against Nebraska and CSU. That's that's getting thrown into the fire for a first-year coach at any program. And I even think he'll be successful. I think he's a good enough coach. I think he'll get enough talent that he'll win. Do I think he's going to make CU a, a national championship contender? No, not unless, you know, as an institution, they just completely lean into football in a way that we just haven't seen them do. That can happen. I feel like it's very rare for a school to just completely, you know, shift its mentality and, you know, philosophies overnight, but we'll see. He does make, you know, college football in Colorado a whole lot more interesting. That is for sure. I would say that to the people that are like, this is this is good for CSU because it's just good for college football in the state. To an extent, I mean, you're elevating it, you're getting more interest, like the showdown might be on Fox now, you know, instead of FS1, FS2. However, I don't know if it's necessarily good for CSU because the buffs already got way more attention and this is just going to, you know, tip that scale even more. It's going to make that, you know, disparity in coverage even worse. I can promise you by the time the fall season rolls around, all of us in, in Ram Nation are going to be absolutely sick to death of, of hearing about primetime. And, you know, again, that's just how this type of stuff works. You know, the Buffs fans are going to enjoy this moment, and they should. But it's going to get nauseating. It's going to get really annoying, especially if you're a Rams supporter. You know, you're just going to be like, are you kidding me? Can you shut up about it already? I don't know. You know, I, I, I would say that this is a home run hire for CU just because it it gets what was, you know, a program dead in the water back in the national spotlight. You know, gives them a an opportunity at least to be relevant, whether it actually works out or not. We'll see whether he, he sticks around or not. We'll see. Again, I do think if he wins, you know, he's probably bound for a bigger gig. Based on all the the national reports, he was surprised that bigger schools were not interested in him. You know, I think some of this is kind of a pride thing for him. Like, well, I'll show you, then I'll go win at Colorado. But if we were, you know, wagering on who's going to be you know, at their respective university longer, I, I would certainly lean Jay Norvell. He's more my type of coach. Just personally, I'm I'm not really about the the flash and the ego. And I'm not even trying to be a hater. Like, again, I think Dion's a cool guy. I think he's got a ton of swag. But my idol is Sonny Lubick. You know, I love Nick Saban. A little bit different vibes than Dion. I also think, you know, he's just he's going to bring excitement to that program, which hasn't had any for a long time. I will say I'm a little bit surprised that none of those bigger schools even seemed remotely interested in him. I wonder if that's a red flag or not, or if, you know, a couple of years from now, if he's rolling it at Boulder, all these schools are going to be like, why didn't we hire him? Auburn, for instance, you know, you'd rather sell your soul to hire a terrible person like Hugh Freeze. Anyways, I guess my point is I do think that he is going to have CU a hell of a lot more competitive than they were under Carl Durrell. I mean, it, it wouldn't take much to do that. Certainly feel like he's going to bring a lot of juice to them as, you know, a recruiter. 
I'd also be pretty shocked if he's in Boulder for more than three seasons. And, you know, if, if he leaves them as a winner, then they're in a better spot than they were anyways, and they should still be happy about that. But, like, as a Ram fan, if you're sitting here, like, panicked about the next decade, I wouldn't. I just, I don't really, I don't really see that happening. We'll see, I guess. But certainly been an interesting week. Uh, glad that we don't have to hear about the reports or the speculation anymore and we can just move forward with our lives. I get so tired of the will he, won't he type stuff. But college football got more interesting in this state today. All right, that's all I have for this one. Shout out to our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. Be back with more content in the coming days. Much love, y'all. Peace. Thank you.